I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Andrew. And this is Personal Best. We're here with associate producer Jess Shane, who found our guest this week. Uh, It wasn't that hard because she's actually my aunt. Cheryl's my kooky aunt who buys you moose pajamas for Hanukkah. They were like Canada themed. I wear them pretty frequently. And she's all about openness and expressing your feelings. That's why it's so weird that recently I learned that she has this secret side to her. She has this goal that she's never told anyone, especially not her family. Hello? It's me, your mom. Hi, Ma. Can you talk for a few minutes? Yeah. What you're hearing is Cheryl telling her son about this goal for the first time. So I don't know how how you're going to react, but I just want to be very straight with you. And there's something I've always wanted to do. And it is that I've always wanted to birth a calf. What? What? You know, I like animals, right? Uh, There's a big difference between liking animals and, and doing that. Why a cow? Um, I'm not that familiar with cows per se, but I have been watching a bunch of shows uh, on TV. You know, every time they're they're birthing that that calf, yeah, there's something for me that's that's very magical about it. Yeah, but why? uh, Yeah, okay. I know it sounds weird to you. Did you know that there's a lot of country in me? No, there is no country in you. Well, that that's not true. I mean, that that's me. It's not been ever actualized, really. You don't like going, you don't like going to the cottage. Well, that's not You don't like going up north. No, I like going up north. I don't think I like sort of cleaning up the cottage and stuff like that. And those toilets up there are terrible. Yeah. I mean, most people would want to um, jump out of an airplane or something to get their thrill out of doing something, traveling to a foreign country, but... No, I don't want to do that. But you're, you're... (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You heard her mention she saw cows being born on TV. The one show that she really loves that always has cow births is called The Incredible Dr. Pool. It airs on a channel called Nat Geo Wild, and Cheryl is a Dr. Pool super fan. I don't know what it is, but I thought, wow, how miraculous. And how difficult and how earthy that is just to put your hands in the cow to pull out that calf and yank that calf out. I should point out that Cheryl has spent her whole life in the city. She works here and she's raised her kids here. I don't know if she's even gone camping before. I am a city person, but I'm not really. I'm really more of a country person, I think. But nobody really knows that. (laughs) It's a lifestyle that I've never experienced, and it would prove to me that I could be part of that lifestyle, that 
that country, farm, small town lifestyle. In order to do this, what, what will challenge you? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, when I tell people about this, that's challenging because it's weird. Like, it sounds weird. That's a challenge for me, so I'm a little embarrassed about it. And the other thing is, because it's bringing a, a live animal into the world, it might not smell so great, and it might not feel so great, and all that stuff might not be like this big, great thing that I think it would be. I, I think that would be a big challenge, yeah, to, to face the reality part of it. I know it sounds funny, but it would prove to me that I'm authentic. So, yeah, my aunt wants to prove to the world she's a country person by delivering a baby calf. That actually does sound pretty cool. Not my cup of tea, um, but I get it. She's a country person living a city person's life. She feels ashamed. She feels like she's not being her true self. Right, so we got to give her the skills to birth a cow to help with that. I, I seriously, I don't know if we can make this happen, though. It seems like seems like a, a big ask. Well, I think we have to try, don't we? And we can start very simple with some research. We'll approach this with the same kind of objectivity and maturity we approach all our stories with. Pause, 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 pause. Just sent us a link to a Dr. Pole segment of a cow birth. Oh my, Andrew, did you see the green stuff? That's what happens when you crack open a lobster. That's poo, man. It's poo? Yes. Oh! Dr. Pole only has minutes to pull out the calf. Or it will die. Oh, oh my God. So now we gotta get it out. Oh, my God. This is on TV? Yeah, Dr. Pole has pulled out a giant metal contraption with a cranking oh, mechanism. Yes, she's a big bull calf. Hurry up. Come on. Yeah. Hard time getting my head around why she wants to do that. It's an acquired taste, maybe. Watch out. So, Jess has already begun a serious deep dive into cow birth research. And she found someone who could fill me in, or at least give me some more information about what's happening. Her name is Amanda Topp, and she's a bovine vet. She starts by taking me through the three stages of a cow birth. The actual term for it is called calving. Stage one is simple, the loosening of the pelvic muscles. And then stage two is really the, the main part of the calving. You know, that's where uh, the water bag starts to come out. Um, as long as everything's going right, you'll see two front feet sticking out with the head followed close by. Sorry, did you say water bag? Yeah, generally from the start of the water Honestly, bag I didn't catch that third step after the water bag thing. Andrew, you know that the water bag is a human thing too, right? See, I knew like your water breaks. I didn't know it was in a bag. Yeah. How do, what do you think it breaks out of? <laughs> but does it come out as a bag? No, it doesn't come out as a bag. See, I'm picturing like a bag of milk coming out of a cow. Actually, I actually don't. Does the bag come out of a human? <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I learned a typical calving takes a couple hours. Uh, they can happen at any time of day, any time of the year, which is all great stuff. But we also need to know some skills that Cheryl will need to make this thing happen. I guess the one thing is, I mean, you can't be scared of the cow. Like cows are big, right? Uh, they can easy weigh 1,500 pounds. But if you're calm around a cow and you show her kind of the respect she deserves, then they're generally really easy to get along with. So learning to respect a cow uh, could help Cheryl. 
or just learning to work with them. I would be probably a better way to put it. I see. I see. Is, is there anything that's sort of, you know, mental prep, I suppose? Is there anything that would that would help her get get ready for this if maybe she's never seen the process in real life? You could probably take about uh, five gallons of lukewarm water and pour it all over her. I have been soaked thoroughly <laughs> doing calvings before. And, and is there any sort of like um, mucusy? Is there any sticky? Is slimy? Slimy would probably be a better term. Wet and slimy. Yeah. Um, you know, put some gloves on, a bunch of lube. And, and so, so I'm picturing her. What what is she then doing with the gloves? Should we should we recreate something? Is she pulling? What would we if we were to kind of simulate this? You know, a big bucket of goopy something with you know a leg stuck in it. That that would be. Uh... <laughs> That wouldn't be far off. That would just about do it, huh? But I mean, there really is nothing like the real thing. So part one of our plan is strictly physical, stealing her senses for the calving. Part two is more spiritual, to help her access her country identity so she feels connected to the experience. But how? I don't know the first thing about possessing a true country soul. Luckily, a quick search and the internet gave me access to every shop, store, and gas station in North America with the name Country in it. Hello, Town and Country. Thanks for calling Sleep Country. Good afternoon, Country Dental Store. Good morning, and thank you for calling Country Dental. My name's Rob Norman. I'm calling from the podcast Personal Best. We're calling a bunch of different places to find out what it means to be country. Hello? We're doing a story on country lifestyle. A story on country lifestyle? Yeah. No, no, we're not interested. Mm-mm. Well, it's the way you dress and the way you act and the way you dance. Country's just country, you know? We're helping this woman right now who, she's a city person, but she's always wanted to deliver a cow herself. I used to help my husband all the time deliver a cow. Yeah, you've seen a cow birth? Of course. If you have no other questions, I've got a customer right here. I've got to get checked out. Why don't you just... Um, what makes someone country? They know everybody. They're friendly. Good morning. Are customers coming in? I keep hearing the door ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you ask them what it means to be country? Let me ask them about it here. Hey. How could you describe country? Small town living, trucks and guns. <laughs> so that's definitely another side of it. Take her to a farm or a ranch or out in an open field where there's you know flowers and, and grass. Just let her just kind of breathe in that, that air, that peace. There's no cars, there's no traffic, there's no houses, there's no businesses, there's no people. Like, what do you do when you're there? What do you think about? Anything that you want to think about. Tell her just to be her. Don't be phony. Exactly. Just enjoy the quiet. Enjoy the peace. Enjoy nature. And not think about anything. It's 7 p.m. The CBC building is dead quiet we find an empty conference room in the part of the building that's under construction. It's the least likely place a CBC employee will stumble upon us and report us to security. Okay, Cheryl, you have latex gloves on? I have these gloves. Yes, great. I'm very excited. We don't have a cow in there, so oh, I'm just going to let you know right I'm away. Wondering. We have created okay. for you, okay. as close as we possibly could, a simulation of a cow's womb. Oh, really? Kind of. 
I found a bucket, filled it with dish soap, relish, and ketchup. Then I stretch a garbage bag across the top and cut a narrow slit. The bucket sits in the middle of a dark room with a spotlight on it. The ambiance is a little bit mysterious. I'm curious to know what's in that little bucket. Cheryl probably assumes she's going to pull out a baby cow. Okay, so I'm going to put my right hand into the opening of this bucket. But what she's actually about to find is so much more important. And, um, okay, I'm feeling a lot of slime. I'm not sure it's that watery inside a cow's, uh, you know, womb, but maybe it is. Oh, I think I got a grape. Is that a cherry or something? Yeah, I put some fruit salad in there. I was worried it wasn't going to be gross enough. This is so fun. Love it. Apparently it needs to be grosser. Whoa, this is a big mama. Ah, guess what? It's a cow! So there is a cow in there. It's a toy cow. But also inside the bucket, I placed a bunch of country things that all had important lessons attached. But unfortunately, I thought for sure this would be waterproof. I wrapped all the lessons in saran wrap before I put them in the bucket. Yeah, they are thoroughly soaked in slime. Well, it's openable. First thing is a list of vows. Our vet said it was important to respect the noble bovine. So we have Cheryl recite these promises to her tiny plastic cow. I promise to respect you. I promise to keep dogs under control around you. I will not take action until your water sac ruptures. So in horses, yeah. you can um, rupture their water sac that will speed the birth along. Uh-huh. For cows, you have to wait till the water sac ruptures before you do anything. Oh. Some of these are very practical vows. I like that. I, I can do one more. I promise to deliver your calf with true country soul. I will respect you, mother cow. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. Cheryl opens a second package she pulls from the slime. The instructions are also ruined. Those instructions are attached to a small Tupperware container. Luckily, its contents are unspoiled. Inside are dried grasses and fresh country air. From behind a chair, I roll out a bale of hay. Cheryl sits and we cue up some country sounds. We dim the lights and leave the room. Oh my gosh. Just pure simplicity. The cows, oh, the birds, so calming. Okay, I'm opening up the uh, container with the hay. And here's the grass. <laughs> that's, that's country living, I'll tell you. She's been alone in there for about 10 minutes. So I go to check in on her, but it seems Cheryl's experiencing this on her own just fine. Sitting on a bale of hay, enjoying the rural ambiance of meeting room 7B-109, Cheryl has somehow managed to connect with her inner country self. It really brought me back to some childhood moments when I went to camp and I was terribly homesick. So I would go to the stables, there would be hay like this, and I felt so connected to the, the horses and the hay and away from the people. Like, this is heaven. Cheryl seems completely ready. It feels like everything's falling into place. It was a piece of cake for me, this part, anyway. It's almost like this is too easy. Yeah, I thought that as well, but then just reminded me, there's two animals involved in this. There's the human, Cheryl, and there's a cow. So we need to find a farmer who is down. We need to find a cow who is pregnant, who we are close enough to to get there within the small window that the cow goes into labor. 
I have called a lot of people and I'm really trying my best. But at this point, we have no cows. Cheryl feels disconnected with her true self, so we're helping her learn the necessary skills so she can birth a calf and therefore prove her inner country self. But we promised her a cow birth without checking to see if logistically it was even possible. We're bad podcast hosts. But Jess has hit the phones again and we have a new plan. Mm -hmm. Apparently there's two farms a half hour away from each other, both with cows ready to calve. We check with Cheryl and she's able to take the time off work. We only have one night. It's time for a road trip. I got my cow, I got my hat, I got my gloves, my boots, my jeans, my books. Got too much. Too much stuff. So we get into our rental car. The best Western Stratford put into the GPS, one hour, 52 minutes. Thus begins the 24-hour window we call Cow Watch 2018. I'm driving, Rob is in the passenger seat giving bad directions and... It took us like 30 minutes to get to the highway. It's confusing. And Jess and Cheryl are readying themselves for the hotel room. I put on the bathrobe. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, why the heck not? What if there is no bathrobe? There's always a bathrobe. Is there? Not everywhere. At 10 p.m., we finally make it to the hotel. I'm here. During the long drive, we receive no updates from our farmers. So we check into the hotel, set up our stakeout, and then just wait. Except it's not boring at all because I brought the board game Taboo. There is combustion happening. We're singing a song, Kumbaya. Bonfire! Got it. Okay, sometimes you get these things stuck in your eye and people say that if they fall on your face and you blow them, it will be lucky. Oh, a seed? Uh, (laughs) You just winked at me. It's an evening of unspeakable fun. So says the boss. Everyone is just about to thank me for bringing it when Jess gets a text message. It's one of our farmers. There are no cows in labor right now. No idea if one will calve overnight. Nothing. It's midnight. So we decide to go to bed. I'm not feeling very optimistic that this whole thing is going to happen before Best Western's firm but fair 11 a.m. checkout time. But it has to. I mean, we can't let down someone who's this excited. Do you think we should sleep in our clothes? Because if we get this call, we got to get up and go. Just leave your clothes out. I'll, put, I'll leave them out. Okay, we'll do. Good plan. The next morning, there's a knock on the door. It's Jess. I got a text message this morning from Gerard. He said, we had a cow that calved at 3 a.m. That was too far along already, keeping close watch for the others. We missed a cow birth? Yep. Things are dark in Cowwatch 2018. We asked Mother Nature for a favor, and she's like, no can do. So we send Cheryl off to enjoy a complimentary breakfast, which to our surprise costs $14.99. That does give us time, though, to roll out our plan B. But to pull it off, we'll need help. Let me just say this. I would never ask you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Would you feel comfortable dressing up in a cow costume covering yourself in slime and allowing your aunt to pull you from an artificial cow womb. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'm fine with the cow costume. I, I'm not like super sold on the slime situation. 
because I looked inside that bucket. Right. And it smelled and looked truly horrific. What about this, Jess? Yeah. You choose your own slime. Like no slime or water? Water? You could choose water. I could just be in a a wet cow costume. A wet cow costume. I mean, yeah, as long as it it somewhat (laughs) simulates... Like, this is this is for Cheryl. This is for your aunt. Right. I'll go in a wet cow costume for my aunt because I really appreciate her <laughs> being on this podcast. I will do it for my aunt. So with Jess on board, we transform our hotel using dollar store supplies Rob brought along. And Jess begins her transformation. She's showering in a cow costume? You know, I actually wore this exact cow costume in grade seven for Halloween. So I'm feeling a bit nostalgic. <laughs> Meanwhile, I supply Cheryl with a fact sheet that has everything she needs to know about birthing a calf, as well as some shoulder-length latex gloves. I walk her down the hall to my room where Rob is waiting for her. He's wearing a painter's suit for some reason. I thought it made me look medical. Well, the veterinarian did not show up, and we just need someone to deliver this cow. And I know that you have experience. Okay. Cheryl enters the simulation. Uh, I'm in a washroom, um, and the, there's there's a live thing in the bathtub. That thing in the bathtub is Jess in the fetal position, soaking wet. It could be a cow. Okay. Looks like a cow. Okay. Yeah. So Rob has removed the shower curtain and replaced it with a see-through plastic drop cloth that has been cut down the middle. Everything else is dark except for some LED lights. It looks like a spaceship undergoing renovations. And what you're hearing are in-utero cow sounds. Jess edited together. They're playing from a shower radio. Rob informs Cheryl that the mother cow has been like this for two hours. Uh, we have to take action because it's been, you know, after 30 minutes, we have to keep keep going, right? Okay. We have to go. That's correct. You know, she's only had this sheet for a little bit, but she's memorized all the facts from Andrew's handout. Yes, it's happening. Okay. Oh, water sack. Okay. Should we puncture this water sack or what should we do? We have to allow it to rupture naturally. That's also correct. I should mention that the water sack is just a latex glove filled like a water balloon. Now I've got to look for the actual cow's foot. No, it's upward. It's a breech cow. We actually need to reposition the calf. Cheryl reaches inside and lovingly flips Jess around in the tub into a proper birthing position. So we're doing good. I have some twine that I can wrap around its uh, no, leg. No, twine. Can't use twine. That's right. Twine can injure the calf. Yeah, it could injure the cow. I'll okay. just do it myself, okay? Cheryl's fully in charge of this situation. Celebrity vet Dr. Pohl would be very proud. All right, pull, pull. Cheryl reaches in and carefully takes her damp niece through the plastic out of the tub. This prompts me to double-check that I didn't forget to put out the Do Not Disturb sign on our door. But the calf isn't breathing yet. No, I've got to wipe the mucus from the face. Okay, I need a cup of water. Okay, yes. Hot water? Yes, 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 yes. Without thinking twice, she splashes the entire contents of the cup in Jess's face. I can hear it. It's breathing. It's breathing. Okay, i got to wipe it down now. You delivered that cow. I can't believe what I just <laughs> Wow, we did it. Not the live cow birth we promised exactly, but pretty close. Good effort. So that's it. We pack up the car and leave the hotel. It's not the win Cheryl had hoped for, but sometimes you just need to make peace with the things that are beyond your control. And other times... Mother Nature saves your ass. Jess's phone rings. Hi, Joe, it's Jess. Um, we are just, like, um, leaving our hotel. We're in the car. 
one just popped it out real quick. There's another one that will cabin an hour. Thank you so much. See you soon, Joe. Bye. There's a cow that's going to be born 10 minutes away. Yes! <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeah! It's time for Cheryl to go up against 1,500 pounds of pure pregnant cow. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Turn left in half a mile. We pull up to a massive dairy farm. There's a bunch of barns. Cheryl's in the backseat vibrating with excitement. Her goal is to connect with her true country self. And she's about to prove that by delivering a calf. This time it's not just her niece in a cow costume. We are at the farm uh, what's the, it's um, Meadow, uh, what's it, Maple Shadow Farm, Limited. Limited, and it's beautiful here, and I, oh, there's a cow, oh my God, I'm so excited, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> and guess what, that baby's almost coming out. In front of us stands a 1,500-pound cow in a pen. It's kind of like what you'd see at a fall fair or something, right, except this particular cow has six hooves, two of which are protruding out of it. Cheryl meets Joe and Sierra. They run the farm. Joe, this is Cheryl. It's her dream to deliver a baby cow. Oh, really? <laughs> got in the right place. Look, I got my gloves. Oh, we, we could have supplied them. So when Joe agreed to let Cheryl help out with this cow birth, I kind of thought it would be like, you know, when I used to help my mom make Christmas cookies, where I would stand on a step stool and she'd let me do like some superficial stirring and then I'd put the sprinkles on after. But no, Joe is fully letting Cheryl take the bull by the horns. Or in this case, the front legs. Things are getting pretty visceral. Uh, Joe is attaching a machine that looks like the jaws of life. Flex it and crank it. What do you mean by that? So I've been enjoying the miracle of birth outside the barn, far from the miracle of birth. Okay. Bend down. Push. Yeah, that's good. It's not moving. It's just when she... When she pushes. Okay. Cheryl is fully doing this. Oh, yeah. Joe is in the corner of the pen like a boxing coach, and Cheryl just starts cranking and putting her full body weight into it, and I feel like I'm going to faint. No. No, you want to keep going. Up and down, up and down. With the same inner country confidence I saw just hours ago at the Best Western Hotel bathroom, Cheryl reaches into the mother cow. Yeah, it's a big mama. Holy moly. This is unbelievable. Without any help, Cheryl is pulling out the calf. Oh my God, what heaven. It's horrible and precious. And for the first time, I see why Cheryl wanted to do this so badly. What's my final take on the wondrous miracle of life? Yeah, pretty good. If you have an afternoon free, give it a shot. 
I think people would be surprised. I think my family, I don't think they see me as that kind of person. They see me as a, you know, a mom, a city person. And, and I did prove to myself that this part of me is, is really there and I can live up to it. And I did. It's been a week since Cheryl brought a baby cow into this world. When we catch up with her at her office, it's a completely different Cheryl. It's full-on city Cheryl, cardigans and all. It seems like such a contrast to the person we hung out with. And what's so weird is she went right from birthing a cow, right from that farm, directly to a work meeting. And this was an important meeting. And I was debating whether or not I should say something to them. And I didn't. And I felt like that was the right move. So she accomplishes this huge goal. She has this transcendent once-in-a-lifetime moment. And then a few hours later, she doesn't even mention it to anyone. But maybe that's okay. Maybe everyone has something inside them that's a little bit weird. I feel I've been living that my whole life. Like, am I normal? Do I belong here? I think we all deserve to have our little joys and our little privacies and our little differences. And if you're a little different, it's okay. It's okay. And maybe you're not as different as you think. You know? Yeah, it got weird. You guys made me feel not so weird. You guys are a little bit weird yourself. So I felt right at home. I'm Rob Norman, and you just heard a podcast called Personal Best. Andrew Norton gives birth to this show every single week. Yasmin Maturant and Jess Shane are our associate producers. Thanks this episode to Jess for tracking down the one and only Dr. Paul and passing along the good news. Hello, Cheryl. This is Dr. Paul. Congratulations on your first delivery. Now you have a calf that'll be a cow, and you can enjoy it for the rest of her life. Oh, my God, guys. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Okay. <laughs> We had production help this episode and every episode from Cecil Fernandez and Luke Williams. RF Narani is the executive producer of CBC Original Podcasts. Do you like the music in this episode? Then you like Breakmaster Cylinder. They did all the music. I bet you have something you want to improve about yourself. Why don't you email us at waterbag at cbc.ca. All one word. Personal Best is a CBC Original Podcast. If you're looking for other CBC original podcasts, check out Alone by our friend Michelle Parisi. You know, when I first started working at CBC, I broke my foot really bad. And Michelle, who was a complete stranger, brought me a Terry's chocolate orange. She brings the same level of thoughtful care to her storytelling in Alone. Grief hit me hard. And it's the kind of grief people aren't comfortable with. Everyone understands you if you're grieving the death of a loved one. We're patient with that sorrow. But grieving a marriage? No one has time for that. Subscribe to Alone, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Did you like this episode? Then go back to the beginning. Let's deliver the cow all over again. For more CBC Original Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash originalpodcasts.